Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. It's Tuesday, May 16th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. A good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got one special brief for you this morning that is shaping America and the world. Although, one alibi before we start... I have managed to catch a cold, and you can probably hear it, but this time it's just a cold, so apologies for my voice being a little bit off today, but I'll tell you, it was very important that we talk this morning about this special brief, and that is because of this. The FBI, ladies and gentlemen, should have never launched their investigation into the Trump-Russia collusion allegations. Right, That is the key finding of a report issued yesterday by U.S. Special Counsel John Durham. So his report is over 300 pages of facts and data about how the FBI and the Department of Justice engaged in what we can now fairly say was a political witch hunt designed to destroy a sitting president of the United States. So we are going to discuss this report and I'll summarize the key things that you need to know. And then I'll share with you my view of what this all means, specifically what I think it means for the future of this country. And then later, we will close out the podcast with an email that I got from Lee in Brentwood, California. He sadly will no longer be listening to the right report. That is because he said that I used a Bible verse in yesterday's episode, and that was not very nice. So we are going to talk about that. But before we do, let's get to our special brief of the morning. U.S. Special Counsel John Durham released his long-awaited report yesterday about how the Department of Justice and the FBI handled their investigation into the allegations of Trump-Russia collusion. And I'll tell you, it was quite a report, 300-plus pages long. And to be candid with you, I'm still digesting and assessing it all. So we may come back to additional insights down the road. But for now, let's talk about the facts and data coming from that 300-plus page filing plus reporting from the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, Politico, and NBC News. So to understand the magnitude of what we found out yesterday, let's step back in time, actually to July of 2016. Right, That's when the FBI opened up an investigation into the Trump campaign based on what the Durham report called a vague tip that Trump's people had some sort of secret back channel to dialogue with Russia, its President Vladimir Putin, and his intelligence services, called the FSB and the SVR. But what the special counsel made very clear in his report yesterday, the FBI actually should have never opened up that full investigation, which was called a crossfire hurricane, because that vague tip was nothing but rumor. In fact, he highlighted an email exchange between two FBI special agents involved in the very early days of that crossfire hurricane investigation. One agent was commenting on the evidence of the case and said to his colleague, quote, damn, that's thin, end quote. 
referring, of course, to the lack of evidence. Well, in response, the other agent said, quote, I know it sucks, end quote. Well, turns out they weren't the only ones who knew that the case against Trump, well, it stunk to high heaven. As the Durham report laid out, the entire U.S. intelligence community knew that there was no evidence to support this Trump-Russia collusion allegation. In fact, the report said, quote, there was a complete lack of information from the intelligence community that corroborated that initial tip, end quote. Right, so let's just pause for a second and emphasize. Special Counsel Durham is saying that not only did the FBI not have any informants or intelligence to back up this vague Trump-Russia claim, but no other intelligence agency did either. Not the CIA, not the NSA, nobody had any intel suggesting that Trump or his campaign were colluding with the Russians. But incredibly, the FBI investigated anyway, all with the blessing of the Department of Justice. And so as that investigation continued, the FBI received the infamous Steele dossier. You probably remember that. It was a series of documents created by a former British spy named Christopher Steele. And it alleged all sorts of very terrible things, specifically about former President Trump. You may recall there were the allegations of treason with the Russians, plus the, uh, well, alleged behavior with some ladies of the night. But as it turns out, quote, the FBI was unable to corroborate a single substantive allegation in the dossier, end quote. In other words, folks, the dossier was trash and the FBI knew it. But again, incredibly, they used it anyway. Well, that begs a very important question, doesn't it? Why? Why did the FBI and the Department of Justice do this? Why did they continue an investigation that they knew to be without merit? Well, here is what Durham said in his report. Quote, Amongst certain personnel intimately involved in the matter, there was a predisposition to open an investigation into Trump, end quote. In other words, folks, politics. The FBI, from senior leaders like James Comey to many of its special agents, they wanted to target candidate Trump and later President Trump to prevent him from either winning the election or to ensure that he would be impeached and removed from the White House if he did win. In other words, folks, we have election interference. And that actually raises another point. Special counsel Durham found that Hillary Clinton got special softer treatment from the FBI at the exact same time that they were giving Trump, well, let's call it a hard time. And as just one example, Mr. Durham found that the FBI didn't aggressively pursue evidence in at least two instances in which foreign governments were planning to contribute to Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign to gain influence. So, folks, the list just goes on and on here. It is a 300-plus page indictment of the partisanship and the corruption within the FBI and the Department of Justice. But there was a line that you should really know about. It's a key takeaway from this report, and here it is. Quote, We conclude that the Department of Justice and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law. End quote. All right, so let's just state that plainly. America's premier law enforcement agency and our Department of Justice broke the law, which means that we should have some prosecutions and people going to prison, right? 
Wrong. <laughs> Mr. Durham said that, quote, not every injustice or transgression amounts to a criminal offense. And criminal prosecutors are tasked exclusively with investigating and prosecuting violations of U.S. criminal laws, end quote. Okay. Well, in other words, folks, nobody is getting charged with anything regarding this matter. Even though we have confirmation that the FBI started an investigation when they shouldn't have, when the evidence didn't support it, and that, in fact, the entire investigation was fueled by a political goal of some FBI agents and leaders to either damage or destroy then-candidate Trump and then-President Trump. Well, guess what? It worked, right? This politicized and weaponized FBI and DOJ, well, they, in fact, caused hysteria and panic. In fact, we know this from a poll that was conducted after Trump was first cleared of collusion by another special counsel, a man named Bob Mueller. And that poll found that despite Donald Trump being cleared of any allegations of these Trump-Russia collusion stuff, 48% of Americans still believed that Trump had colluded with Russia. In fact, 66% of Democrats wanted Congress to continue the investigations into the matter. My goodness. All right. So those are the facts and data this morning of this 300-plus page report. So what are we to make of all of this? And look, why does this matter? It's been many years now, hasn't it? Well, before we pivot from facts and data to my opinion and analysis, let's actually take our first break of the morning. So enjoy the following messages from our sponsoring partners. And then in less than two minutes, we will be right back. Friends, I'm excited to tell you about Arc Seed Kits, like Noah's Ark. And here's why I'm excited. On The Right Report, we talk a lot about two things. We talk about your pocketbook and how to save you some money. We also talk about preparing for global events, like how we could find ourselves at war in Asia. Well, with Arc Seed Kits, you can address both of those concerns at once. The all-in-one seed kit helps you grow your own food for life. It has over 65 varieties of fruits and vegetables sprouting from 50,000 heirloom seeds. And let me tell you why that is so important. Heirloom seeds last year after year. Each crop helps you grow the next. But that's not true of 95% of most seeds that you buy. Those last only one year. That's why heirloom seeds from ARC Seed Kits are so great. It's a lifetime of food security. So go to arcseedkits.com. Again, that's ARC like Noah's ARC. And buy your heirloom seeds today. And if you do, make sure you use promo code RIGHT, like my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T, and that'll get you 10% off your order. So go to arcseedkits.com, promo code RIGHT, and invest in good food and a bigger wallet for life. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our special brief this morning on the news out of Washington, D.C. yesterday showing abuses of power and lawlessness by the FBI and the Department of Justice. And it's all connected, folks, to the report released yesterday by special counsel John Durham, who investigated the now discredited allegations of Trump-Russia collusion. So what are we to make of this morning's facts and data, as spelled out in that 300-plus page report? Well, I'll tell you, let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion. Having worked, well, in the intel community for years, including with the partners in the FBI. So folks, let me say something that I have not wanted to say or believe for years. And that is this. 
We are losing our republic. And in its place, we are falling under the sword of a tyrannical regime. Right? And let me tell you why I've come to this very difficult point. So when I joined the CIA, I was aware of the history that both the agency and the FBI had in a number of cases unlawfully targeted fellow Americans. Right? That happened for decades before it was supposed to have been rooted out back in the late 1970s and 80s. But that process of rooting things out, well, it's just not true. The Durham report makes that clear, that America's special police, the FBI, they continue to target political opponents. And in this case, it was designed specifically to destroy a president of the United States. And this, folks, wasn't just some bunch of rogue agents or some misguided operation. It was sanctioned by the leaders of the FBI and the DOJ. And as we know from this and other reporting, the heads of the CIA and NSA knew about this stuff too. They knew exactly what their law enforcement colleagues were doing. In other words, the leaders of the entire U.S. intelligence and law enforcement communities knew that they were trying to destroy not just some political opponent, but rather the president of the United States. And here's the headline, folks. Not only did they know and do that, they got away with it. Not one of them will be in prison for what they did. All right, so why does that matter? Well, the 35,000 employees of the FBI now know that you can actually engage in partisan investigations, some people might say witch hunts, and you can get away with it. But here's the kicker. You can actually profit from it too. Case in point, the former FBI director James Comey who was in charge of this abuse of power that was described in the report. Right, he has since gone on to get a book deal, a movie deal, and this is incredible. He got a professorship to teach ethics at a college in Virginia. Now, let me pause for a moment and perhaps take the alternative view of these things. Let me talk to you about what the supporters of the Department of Justice and FBI would say as a counterpoint to what I'm saying. In fact, they would point us to a statement made yesterday by both of those organizations in which they said, look, we've already instituted major reforms related to the lawlessness that was highlighted by special counsel Durham. In fact, those uh, statements said that those reforms were issued back in 2019. Quote, had those 2019 reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the Durham report could have been prevented. End quote. In other words, the Department of Justice and the FBI are saying that they are no longer dirty, right? They are, they're all clean now. Except, did you hear how they said missteps when they described their lawlessness that was spelled out in the Durham report? Right? Durham did not say that the FBI and the DOJ engaged in missteps. Here's what he said, quote, We conclude that the Department of Justice and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission to the strict fidelity to the law, end quote. Right? That is not a misstep. The Department of Justice and the FBI did not follow the law. Plus, consider this, folks. As reported yesterday by the Washington Post, the FBI and the Department of Justice still believe that they were right to open the investigation into Donald Trump and his campaign. In fact, they said they had a duty to investigate it, despite all of the evidence that has now been presented to the contrary. 
So you'll have to forgive me if I'm supposed to take these FBI reforms as being serious. Because they're not. And neither are the leaders. Because if they can't even say that they fell short of the law, that it was all just some sort of series of missteps, well, that shows me that neither the current leadership nor their reforms are serious. Okay, so what comes next, my friends, in this new America that we have? And can it be fixed? Well, to answer that first question, let me share with you my experiences in the CIA. Right, There are two countries that I know of that have these kinds of systems where partisan militaries or intel or law enforcement bodies actually run the nation, even though there might be, you know, technically some elections, right? And those two countries that I know well are Egypt and Pakistan. Now, it is true that both of those countries have elections, but it's all for show, right? Candidates are chosen or removed, killed in some cases, if the military or intelligence services decide that, well, that should be so. And that is where I think America is headed. In fact, if I were assessing this news and this report as an intel officer abroad, that's precisely what I would believe. Now, that might sound like hyperbole, but is it? Because we now have confirmation that the Department of Justice and the FBI targeted a sitting president and his campaign not because the evidence demanded it, but rather they held personal political beliefs that he should not assume the presidency. Or if he did, he should be impeached and removed, right? That is not democracy, folks. At a minimum, that's election interference, obviously. But let's call it for what it is. It's the stuff of tyrants and regimes. As much as we probably don't want to admit that America could ever be either of those things, right? And that takes us to our second question. Can we fix this? Well, Special Counsel Durham said yesterday that, yes, it can be fixed. So here's what he said. In fact, his advice, quote, The answer is not creation of new rules, but a renewed fidelity to the old, end quote. And, you know, he's right, because what he's arguing is that we just need better leadership, a a new culture within the FBI, and reminders to those folks about their oaths to the Constitution. And if you could do that, everything would be fine. All right, well, that's true, but let's just remind ourselves of something. The Department of Justice and the FBI both say this morning that they would still open that investigation into Trump. And that, look, a a worst-case scenario, all they did was just engage in some missteps, right, despite the avalanche of facts and data to the contrary. So with all due respect to Mr. Durham, The FBI and the DOJ do not have the leadership or the agents or the culture necessary for change. So that means that we need to do something far more profound, right? In my view, we need a total dismantling of the FBI's authorities, its budget and its people. Now for today, I'm gonna hold off on exactly what I think that should look like. Instead, I'll simply say that if you agree with me that we need more profound reforms, then you have a choice and a chance to fix this, right? You have the chance in November of 2024 to do so because fixing this, ladies and gentlemen, will require new leadership in the Senate, the House, and the Oval Office. And as that date draws close, my friends, I hope you keep this brief in mind. I hope that as you have conversations with friends and family over the next year, I hope that you ask yourselves this next question. If they did this to Trump, 
what would they do to you? Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is the very heart of the matter. And with that, my friends, we conclude this morning's very special episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. So enjoy this next break, which will be ad-free for now. And we will be right back. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. I got an email from Lee in Brentwood, California, and he told me that he will no longer listen to The Right Report because of a segment that I did yesterday that included a Bible verse. So to refresh our memories on this, President Pavel of the Czech Republic said in an interview with Reuters News Service that the West, to include nations like his, have to fundamentally accept that they have different values than China and that those cannot be reconciled with Beijing's values. Well, Mr. Pavel then said that all Western countries should stand together in solidarity and deal with China as one. So I applauded that approach because it reminded me of other small nations that we've discussed, often with warrior classes like Paraguay and Fiji. They're standing up to China for what's right, even if it costs them politically or it angers the business class in their country. Because those businesses, as we discussed, aren't interested in things like values. They are interested in China's market and making money. And as I thought about that, I decided to make reference to another figure in history who embraced what President Pavel is saying. And that figure is Jesus of Nazareth. He stood up to the money changers in the temple and he chased them away. Now that's a story that's captured in the book of John. And it's quite important for Christians, but it's also a story that's told amongst secular audiences and historians as well. Okay, well, be that as it may, Lee in Brentwood, California wasn't having it. And here's what he said. Quote, Sadly, I will not listen any further to your podcast. Your invocation of Bible verses is not something that I desire in my daily news briefing. Right? I understand that your podcast uses one verse at the end which is a part of CIA culture, but that one use aside, I prefer a secular news brief. Now, should you cease the biblical invocations, I will certainly be back, end quote. Well, Lee, I appreciate your thoughts on this, and I respect your choice, but I would offer you two things as you leave. So first, I have been a podcast host now for over a year. And it is true, I end my shows with a quote from the book of John, and as you noted, for the reasons that, well, you highlighted. Second, in the course of this past year, now involving two different podcasts, in one case, I have used one other Bible verse, and that was in yesterday's segment. And I think that it is a powerful verse, and it's a very powerful piece of history, irrespective of whether or not you are a Christian. Because, Lee, it's powerful in that heroes come in all forms, from all religions, and in different times. And in this time, as we face villains in Beijing, or as we talked about today, in Washington, D.C., I'm going to keep talking about heroes standing up for what's right. And if that's Jesus, then so be it. If it's another religious or historical leader, then guess what? I, you bet I'm going to talk about them too. So, Lee, the answer is no. I will not be changing my podcast or my approach. But please do know that I am incredibly grateful for your listening to both my old podcast and The Right Report. And I wish you a very good journey as you find a better home for your daily news. 
Now, for everybody else, thank you for your continued loyalty, right? Even when we disagree, especially when we disagree, thank you for your loyalty. As ever, you all know how to reach me if you have concerns. BrianDeanWright.com, that is the website where you can express those concerns. And I always love hearing from people. And that includes constructive feedback, along with the promise to keep listening in. Because as you do those two things, what you're doing is you're making this podcast better. And you're making me better. Not just as a man, but as your host of your daily news. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.